From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. As the Liberal Party examines its resounding electoral defeat, questions are being asked about the party's future. The frontrunner for the leadership role is Peter Dutton, but what kind of opposition would he lead? And is the moderate wing of the party, all but wiped out by independence, now dead? Today, former Liberal opposition leader and columnist for the Saturday paper, John Hewson, on what went wrong for the coalition on election night and what lessons the party should take from the defeat. It's Wednesday, May 25. We've done it. It is a green slide tonight. Monique Ryan was the underdog but managed to take down a sitting treasurer. In a... And the local Blue Ribbon exodus is cutting far deeper than Kuyong. Former journalist Zoe Daniel stripping Goldstein from... So another Liberal to lose their seat to a Teal candidate is Trent Zimmerman in North Sydney. The traditionally Liberal seat... Was... So this election result, John, it's being described as a bloodbath for the Liberals. What did you think as you were watching results start to come through on Saturday night? Yes, and it turned out to be the sort of a perfect storm from the point of view of the non-government forces. I thought that the independents would eat into their so-called safe seats and that Labor would win a few seats. I hadn't expected the strength of the Greens as broad-based as it was, but um, they were strengthening. And um, there was an arrogance that crept in during the campaign you know, it was sort of their right, their birthright, born to rule mentality, which uh, has been a failing of the Liberal Party for a long time. I think the whole issue, despite Morrison's attempt to try and make it not about him, it was his leadership failures that highlighted the problems of the government and um, failure to act on the three big issues that uh, the independents identified, namely climate, integrity commission and uh, women's issues, I think they were really biting for quite some time in the electorate. And you mentioned the the success of the independents and the, the issues that they identified as important. Their success is especially obvious in your old seat, the seat of Wentworth, seen as a blue ribbon Liberal seat for a long time, and it was most recently held by, by moderate Liberal Dave Sharma. So why do you think that Dave Sharma lost that seat? Well, I don't think they've learned any lessons from the past. When you might recall when Turnbull stood down, there was a by-election in Wentworth and I um, was asked pretty much right at the beginning of that by-election what I thought would happen. There was a mood, oh, that the Liberals will retain it. And I said, no, if a strong independent runs and runs predominantly on climate, they'll win this seat. That was even though I think Turnbull's margin at the time was about 17.5%. And when Karen Phelps stood, she was a very strong candidate. And, um, you know, when she won... They dispensed with it and said, oh, look, she only won by 1,800 votes. But that was on top of the 17.5% swing. (laughs) You know, it was a massive win and they didn't pay any attention to that uh, and didn't recognise the significance of the climate issue in what they thought was a safe Liberal seat. But they learned nothing from those experiences and to continue to drift or pull the party more to the right, if you like, which is what Morrison did. I don't like this right-left characterisation, but... I'd say the progressives that lost seats 
to the independents in this campaign to some extent have themselves to blame because I don't remember them making the big stand within the party organisation on issues like climate and so on. I thought that came to a head when Barnaby Joyce was left to run the net zero <laughs> strategy. You know, you couldn't have anybody worse running that. And um, as a progressive, I think you, you would be alarmed. But it sort of went through. It just They didn't take these stands and that, that, that went through into these seats which these communities felt that they weren't being represented. And Wentworth is just one seat, but this trend is obviously bigger than that. It's bigger than just Dave Sharma. We've seen other moderates, Trent Zimmerman, also lose his seat. have to learn from the results that we're seeing tonight where undoubtedly our vote has been impacted. As well as Tim Wilson in Goldstein. It seems increasingly unlikely that I'll be in a position to be re-elected as the federal Liberal member for Goldstein. And even the Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, in Kuyong. Clearly the people have spoken and the Coalition needs to hear what has been said and to act on it. And so these losses, John, what do they mean for the moderate wing of the party, for the type of Liberal Party that you once led? Well, I think the moderates, as they're called... um, you know, there's very few of them left. There's this view in the party, some people feel that you've got to move further further to the right, be even more conservative. And, uh, you know, I've argued for a long time that you'll never win an election being a pure right-wing party in this country. You must be central and you must have a blend of, of good economic management in the, at one end and uh, pretty refined social conscience at the other end where you actually do address a lot of these significant social issues. I'd say I don't like people saying, oh, climate's a left-wing issue, Indigenous affairs is a left-wing issue. They're not. They're Australian issues. They're global issues. We need to have a clear position on these, you know, to keep watering them down on trying to placate the Murdoch media who ran a very hard campaign in support of the government is um, a very sad commentary on the extent to which the party's lost its way. Okay, and so right now... The Liberal Party is obviously trying to work out the way forward, how it recovers from this. And it looks like the next leader of the opposition will be Peter Dutton. What do you think of him? Well, I don't think he's the right person to lead the party. I mean, one of the problems is that there's been no no thought of succession, <laughs> no succession strategy, if you like. Uh, there'll be a number of people who put their names forward, I guess, in any ballot. But uh, I think Dutton would be seen as the front runner now that Frydenberg has has lost his seat. You know, as I've said, ever since he ran for the leadership against Turnbull originally, you know, if Dutton is seen as the answer, what the hell's the question? I don't think he he has the right policy inclinations. I think he costs votes in this election. I just don't think he's going to be the sort of reset that the party needs. We'll be back in a moment. The Every Moment Matters campaign provides accurate, evidence-based information and advice about alcohol, pregnancy and breastfeeding. It has been created by the Foundation for Alcohol Research and Education and endorsed and funded by the Australian Government. Alcohol use during pregnancy can lead to Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder, or FASD, a lifelong disability. So make the moment you start trying the moment to stop drinking. Visit everymomentmatters.org.au to find out more. As a a. 7am listener, 
You're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. John, we've been talking about the Liberals' losses in this election, and the party is now clearly at a crossroads in terms of whether it's going to embrace issues that the electorate has clearly told them that it cares about, things like integrity in politics and climate change, or whether it will instead lean further to the right. And it seems as though Peter Dutton is the most likely candidate for opposition leader. You've said that you don't think that he's the right person to do that job, but if he does take it on, what do you think a Liberal opposition under Peter Dutton looks like? I think Dutton would try and drift it further to the right, um, probably influenced by the National Party in Queensland. And, uh, you know, the National Party were not not team players. In the middle of the campaign, you had people like Canavan coming out and saying that Net Zero was dead. <laughs> not exactly a, a unified position. Continuation of that sort of behaviour would be uh, detrimental to the standing of the Liberal Party. I'm in the Nationals. There was the National vote. We got swings to us in a lot of areas. But no, I'm in the Nationals. And the Liberals fight Liberals' battles and the Nationals fight the Nationals' ones. The National Party didn't lose any seats. Now they they want even greater influence within the coalition. And the Nationals, we held every seat. In fact, our party room will be bigger. They've always had a a disproportionate influence in the coalition by world standards. And... um, they want even more influence now. And, of course, their, their interests are very much driven by the, their financial supporters, not by national interest. And there's overwhelming evidence that their positions are just not tenable. Okay, they might have some populist appeal to some people in their seat, but it's a responsibility of leadership to explain some of these things. And sometimes a leader has to stand up and say, look, I'm going to have to say things that I know you don't want to hear, but in the national interest, this is what we're going to need to do. You don't see any of that in the government today. And, John, I want to talk a bit more about the future of the Liberal Party because it's now lost quite a few of these these blue-ribbon seats, and that's important because they're big fundraising sources for the party, but they're also traditionally where where the leadership of the party is selected. So how do you see the, the Liberal Party rebuilding from, from those losses? Well, they've got to face some of the realities we've just been talking about, which they just seem reluctant to do. They think that, uh, like, if we move further right and take harder line conservative positions, we will win people back, not in, not in terms of the mood that has been evident in this campaign. The mood is there for decisive action. And these, they don't, the electorate doesn't think of these issues as left or right or, you know, they think of them as these, these are in the national interest. We've got to be taking a substantive stand on climate. We should have an integrity commission. Politicians should be held accountable for what they say and do. Um, and if there's corrupt behaviour, it should be exposed and there's penalties in, enforced and so on. I mean, that's what you expect of your government. You expect your government to represent your interests and to act responsibly in the national interest. No, they're not just looking after donors and mates. You can't just keep saying, oh, we have a plan and our plan is working and, you know, by the way, the unemployment rate's 4%. People should be thankful. It doesn't resonate with somebody who's struggling to pay the cost of living. It just doesn't work. For most people, we do need to change some of the things in the system to make politicians more accountable. I mean, there should be truth in advertising laws. There should be fairly t- 
tight rules on campaign donations and on lobbying. I mean, they need to reform, be consistent with reforming politics, perhaps before we actually see the party repositioned in policy terms. Do you have any hope, though, that any of those types of reforms are going to happen? Because the central issue that seems to be facing the party at the moment is that the electorate has just voted for things like climate action and an integrity commission. But as a result of that, the moderates who might have supported those types of issues are now gone. So the party, particularly under Dutton, is not likely to go in that direction. Well, I think they'll see that Albanese will actually do those things. He will move a fair bit of the uh, government policy towards that so-called progressive agenda. You know, there will be Indigenous recognition and there will be much more decisive response on climate. There will be a National Integrity Commission. When Liberals recognise that this didn't bring an end to the world, you know, the sky's not going to fall in, as some of those people on Sky News were saying, you know, um, mad left takeover. When they realise that there's merit from a national point of view in taking responsible positions in government on these these issues, I think that will help them reset because they'll know they can't stand up and argue that we should go back to the old world. You know, it didn't work and cost them government. Well, John, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thanks very much. Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au. Also in the news today... The Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and Foreign Minister Penny Wong are in Tokyo for the Quadrilateral Security Dialogue Summit, Quad, with the US, India and Japan. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says Australia's commitment to the Quad will not change under his government, while stressing that climate change is one of his key strategic priorities. During the high-level security talks, Mr Albanese said the Australian government's stance on Taiwan has not changed, despite Labor winning the election. And with Peter Dutton looking set to take over from Scott Morrison as the next leader of the Liberal Party, uncontested, the deputy leadership position is also being decided. Former Environment Minister Susan Lee is shaping up as the front-runner to take on the role, with strong support also for former Minister Jane Hume. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.